0: Yo, we got a good one today. We got my man Brian Clayton here on the podcast. Brian's coming on to talk about how he built a multi-million dollar company that allowed him to do so much in his life and allowed him to be able to embrace that journey, be able to understand that, hey, you know, he went through all that suck to get to where he needs to be. So definitely an episode on mindset. You guys are going to love this man. Great dude. Let's get it. I've got my story. you got yours. I've dropped blood, sweat, and tears on the floor Then look at devil right in the eyes and told him I want more When it's time to walk through hell's kitchen I ain't afraid to lace my boots back up Been there and back a couple times, but I made it through that stuff I realized if you wanna win, you gotta recalibrate your mindset Before there's no
1: time left
0: Before we get started quick action items first thing leave a five-star rating and review We got to keep people coming to this podcast. So if you know anybody, send a friend, let them know how to recalibrate their mindset. Second thing, subscribe to our newsletter. You can do that two ways. You can either go to winnersparadigm.com or you can just go to the show notes. It's going to say click here, click there. You'll sign up for the newsletter. You'll be able to learn everything about alpha influence media. If you're learning about leveling up your podcast, so you can be able to align yourself to your true calling and focus on that. Have somebody do your podcast production for you. That's me. If not, you know you can definitely learn about recalibrating your mindset and getting to where you want to be. The third thing is you're going to want to join our Facebook group. I just re-kicked it off again. The Winners Recalibration is going to be our podcast group, and that's an exclusive group where we jam our mindset, really bounce ideas, we build that camaraderie, and we really help build that mental fortitude that gets us through the next day as men. Brian, thank you so much for coming on the Winner's Paradigm podcast, brother. It's a man's honor. And even before, you know, we're starting right now, me and you already have a great conversation. So I know this is going to be a good one because you're an amazing individual. And I just really love, you know, talking about you as a person first. So let's talk about your story, brother. You're from, you know, a little bit about you, and then to present day, you know, what you're passionate about, what you're doing today, brother.
1: Yeah, Lunda, thanks for having me on, man. It's great to be here. So my name is Brian Clayton. I'm CEO, founder of a company called GreenPal. GreenPal is a mobile app in the United States that works like Uber, but for lawn mowing services. So if you need to get your grass cut, rather than calling around on Facebook or Craigslist or something, just download GreenPal, pop your address in, somebody comes out and does it for you. GreenPal is a 10-year overnight success. My two co-founders and I have been grinding on this business for a decade now. The first five years were really, really tough trying to get this thing going. But now it's nationwide in the United States, a few hundred thousand people using it every day to get their lawn mowed and uh, still growing. i going to get to a million users, a million people using that. And before GreenPal, I actually had a landscaping business. I, I mowed yards in high school, cut grass in college, and then after college, I made a little business plan and ended up building a little lawn mowing business into a real landscaping company, eventually getting that business over 150 employees, eight figures in revenue, and then it was acquired by a national company. And after that, I took about a year off, got bored, and started Green Palace. So that's 22 years. I've never had a job. I've always kind of worked for myself, and really in one industry. And I think I've gotten to where I've gotten today is just by like sticking with one thing for a long
0: time. Man, I love that so much. First commend you, brother. Any anytime I have, I talk to anybody in lawn care services. I just love it because it's it's a tough job, and that was my first introduction to business. My, my stepdad used to make me mow the front backyard, weed it, edge it. I was probably like nine. Yeah, I was like 10 years old when I first started doing it. So I did my own yard really good. And then the neighbor next door was like, hey man, do you want to come over here and mow my lawn? And I'm like, okay. And then it was funny because one of the other neighbors from across the street helped me the first day. So I felt like I wasn't worthy of the money. And they were nice. like, oh man, you know, they gave me $45. And I was like, I was only charging them 10 bucks because, like, I had a comp, I knew money, but in my head, I was like, hey, I'm going to do it dirt cheap. That way I can do it well. And then they're going to tell people. So I kind of did that, you know, did some in the neighborhood and then ran into a problem of getting too big. And I was like, you know, 10 years old. So I couldn't <laughs> get a car. So I was like, oh, I'm-, I'm done doing this because I don't want to go down the street, be walking everything. And they got to take it all the way back. So love that. And then, secondly, you know, I love the way that you were saying the grind of the business and you just always worked in it, even, you know, at the times where it was tough, you know, I've ran into that same situation when it comes to starting my own company to where it was, you know, working with a great individual and then that phased out. And then it was like another partnership that seemed at the time perfect, but we both moved on to two different things and it went into you know, me building my own thing. And it's like, you're getting to that point. You're like, I need to make money. I need to do this or that. And, and, and it just keeps being more and more of like going in on yourself and That's developing right. those skills, you know, and working on these different things. And it was funny. Cause like the thought went through my head, Hey, you know, maybe I get a side hustle and start selling. And it was like, I can do that. And all of a sudden I get a text message from one of my buddies and he's like, hey man, I got something that can help you with your systems and this and make you you know, go faster now. So for you, brother, when you're learning and you guys are building this tech company and all this stuff's brand new, what was something that allowed you to just keep learning throughout that time period where it just sucked because you're like, man, I feel like I'm behind the curve and all these things are, you know, are piling and I'm just trying to learn?
1: Yeah, well said, great question. So I think if you are any kind of business properly you should evolve into a whole new person every year two or three years like you should be indistinguishable looking back at yourself three years ago because you're learning all of these new things you're evolving you're growing you're taking on these challenges and one of the things that comes out of that is to not believe your own bs you 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 know we're we're taught to we don't have the i don't have the title of engineer therefore i can't go code up a website or I don't have the title of designer, therefore I can't design a, a prototype for this idea I have, or I'm not a copywriter. I've never gone to school for copywriter. Therefore I can't write my own sales copy. And and so you you learn to not believe your own BS to to get in there and get into the trenches and learn the 80-20 of what these things you're going to have to learn to pull something off. And that's one of the cool things about it. They always say it's like a cliche, oh the the the, the reward is the journey is not the destination. But it really is true. Like you look back like 10 20 years of of grinding on something you evolve into a whole new person and to me like looking back like that's that's one of the things i've always loved about business that's why i sold my first business because i i kind of plateaued from a personal development standpoint i didn't know it at the time i didn't know that that's what was causing me to not be fulfilled by it but looking back that was why i i had to switch gears and like create the space for me to grow into the next thing and starting green pal you know it was like It's like you're doing three things at once at all times. You're working in the business. So you're just answering phone calls, fulfilling customer orders. You're making sure the thing is working. Then you're working on the business. Like you said, developing your systems, routines, processes, taking the time to architect those. And then the third thing is you're working on yourself reading books, you're listening to podcasts, you're you're devouring every sort of tutorial you can about things like copywriting and SEO or, or design or whatever. So you can get the skills to play the game. So it's like three things at once at all times. And like you do that long enough and don't give up you improve your station in life. You improve your position. It may not be clear as you're doing it; it's imperceivable. But if you keep grinding on it, you improve. You level up. The business levels up, and you you know, in five years, you're going to arrive somewhere. The only question is where and the business that you're working on can't help to be the answer to that question.
0: I 100% love that so much. And just the power of you know what you're saying when you're looking at that time period, because I know for me, it was the same thing, you know, got out the military and it was like just thinking the kind of mindset where I was at then and then kind of what I was doing and right. I was not happy with a lot. You were hanging was- out with things, uh, you know, friends you
1: had, you know, stuff you watched on TV. You know, you probably didn't read any books. Now you're forced to. I hate reading hate reading, hate reading online, hate reading books, but I have to, in order to learn the things I got to learn to play the game I'm playing.
0: Amen, brother. Yeah. I was the same way until my last was my last two months. I read 48 laws of power. Cause awesome. first I, I I was listening to 50 cents book and then it was awesome because he talked the parallels of the street and then That's right. business. So I loved it because I was like, man, you know, I've always been good with people and understanding people and what they want and kind of just always positioning myself around who I want to be around or our ways to be able to make money. So it was awesome. You know, Reading that and then getting 48 Laws of Power, dealing with the terrible leader at the time and laughing at myself because it, I waited this whole year and a half, hating life every day. First reading this book and then just letting her be, you know, the 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 clown and just doing all these antics and then really get shown for it. And it was funny because it was like the last month. I told her exactly, Hey, you know, I'm gonna leave. I was my own boss in 1920. So she came in, decided that she wanted to micromanage. I already ran everything, I already ran the systems. We built the unit that we had from the ground up. I did everything, every single single standard operating procedure, everything I created. So it was funny because yeah. it was like certain things, you know, I'm calling to Virginia and I'm doing all these different things, you know, messaging my people in Japan. I'm like, Hey man, do you know this answer? Cause there's no clear cut answer to it. And it was like, she went in, micromanaged everything. And then for me, you know, it was just like, who am I, what am I doing? So it was, when I started reading those books, it was funny. Cause like it revealed that, but two, it was like, all of a sudden I went from the, Oh, I'm, I hate books. I'm stupid to being like, Hey, you know, my problem was and the book, it was, you know, what I'm reading is interesting or not. So it's, funny. it's like, now I'll be like business, psychology, and it's like challenging challenging myself. And I love when you said that earlier, you know, listening to the podcast, reading the books, taking all this stuff in, filtering who you're around. It's a big thing. And, and again, you know, for me back then, it was drinking, partying, and right. it was like, yeah, you know, that's why you're not going to be happy where you're at and you're not going to really be there. So in that sense, brother, when we're focusing on the presence and we're filtering out everything that we have around us, all our habits, what do you recommend for us if we run into those situations where like, man, you know, all this stuff isn't serving me anymore?
1: Yeah, that, first off, that book, The Fiftieth Law, should be like require, required reading for anybody graduating high school. I think it really connects the dots of, of like Fifty Cent's story to some of these 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 philosophies and thoughts in growing and 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 building a business that that many of us maybe are aware of but we're not this it, codifies them very well into what it actually means like having a bias towards action clearing out the in your life that aren't helping you get or you get to where you're trying to go really everything begins and ends with you it's your that personal responsibility like these are these are philosophies in in that book that are that are then tied back to 50 cent story that are just so well presented and and, and, and then and then like i'm like you i i, I read that one first and i'm like oh, I'm gonna go reform 48 Laws just to just to see. And I, I like fit the 50th law better, but 48 law, it was good to read that one too, because it kind of gives it the foundation it needs. So yeah, I you know, I think I think when you are in the game, like you, you, you are, you are bought in, you you have decided this is what you want to do with your life. And because you're doing these three things at once, in the business, on the business and on yourself there's no time for bullshit there's no time for like feeling like crap all day saturday because you went out friday night there's no time for like hanging out with people who are like gossiping about other people or celebrities or 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 just stuff that's like when you when you expose yourself these new concepts and ideas and and like what it's going to take to play this game like you get pissed off at yourself because you used to tolerate these things and you used to like be around that and like you're like how the hell sometimes you'll watch old movies that you used to like and you don't like them anymore because you're not vibrating with that anymore because you don't see it that way anymore because it's just like trivial and childlike and so that's 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 one of the cool things about going all in all in and trying to start a business trying to breathe life into this idea you had and get it going and see it come to life it's hard as hell but if but if you can just stick with it you naturally cut out the BS in your life and, and saying, you know, you're not returning phone calls or texts because like that person is in the same place today that they were five years ago. And, 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 and you just don't resonate with that. You want to hang out with people that maybe at the surface aren't as cool and don't have like the street cred and like the social circles maybe that this person had, but guess what they're, they've got five Airbnbs that they're managing and like, they're making a million dollars a year doing that. And like, I want to learn how to do that. So I'm going to hang out with that person. They might be, you know, this person probably thinks that person's a dork, but I don't care. This is the person that I that I I resonate with now because I've leveled up in how I think. And, and that's just one of the cool things, like one of the byproducts of like throwing yourself into the game and trying to get something going from scratch that doesn't happen if you're working a normal job. You just don't have that burn the boats event where it's like i you know a 50 like get rich or die trying you know like you don't have the get rich or die trying dynamic in your life because because you have the safety net of a job you know so you work for the military you know you were in the military thank you for your service and man like what a hard what a hard-ass job that is and and maybe you have to be entrepreneurial in certain ways, but, but like one of the good things about the military is they do take care of you. There is a safety net there and and, and, and in business, there is no safety net. Like, like if you don't make it happen, you're, you're, you're dead. And so that's one of the cool things I think about it is like, you naturally have to get rid of the stuff that's not helping you get, get where you're trying to go.
0: I love that so much. And I was laughing when you were saying it, cause it was like the thoughts in my head. And it was funny because the other day I was thinking about this as well. Just some of the things, like we said, you know, looking back at it and you're like, man, I used to dream. I used to go to the bar, I used to do this. And it's like saying certain things just doesn't sound smart anymore. Or it's like teaching your kid or like, for instance, drinking around your kids or doing it. a drink every night. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. But then you're showing your kids, you know, you drink every single day, whether you say you're not an alcoholic or not, like your kids pick up on it and maybe they're going to do it in the future. So it was funny for me, where it's like thinking about it and then just being like, that's, that's stupid. You know, why would I yeah. want to party all night? Why would I want to go to sleep past 1130. And then the next day, not wake up for a workout and then feel terrible. And then, you know, be depressed all day, eat bad. And then now I'm in this different loop where I just mess myself up from being consistent. So I absolutely love that brother. Cause that's something, you know, for me, you know, when I went into the fitness game, started getting healthier, because I had injuries definitely clicked for me, brother, where it was like, man, you know, you have to be able to perform, but in order to perform, you got to be able to prepare yourself in those different things. So for you, brother, what is something that you put in your repertoire that allows you to be able to continually get better where you're like, Hey, I'm showing up for myself and I can show up in business and be able to dominate.
1: Yeah. It's it's a concept I call tripwires. And so what I mean by that is I will, I'm, I'm, I'm not a really super motivated person, but I have, I have goals and dreams and uh, you know, I'm always trying to get to the next, to the next level and whether it be financially where my business is or fits or what have you. And man, I don't want to do any of this stuff. It's hard. I don't want to make the sacrifices. So what I'll do is something that I'll try to do the short circuit that is I'll lay something out in front of me that literally I'll trip over. And it could be like, like I signed up for a half marathon this fall and I used to run marathons on the regular, but I didn't like what that was doing to my body. And then I kind of got out of it, but then, but now, but now I'm noticing, like I'm losing some of the benefits of being able to crank off 10 miles at any given time. And so like I signed up for one and I I don't want to train for a half marathon, but, but pushing click on the signup form and fill it, putting in my credit card number down, if that was a simple thing I could do, then now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trip over. I have to do the stuff to, to, to fall in line. That's a simple thing. But like in business, I do it as well. Like I, I hate spreadsheets and data and I hate pouring over like masses of amounts of data of, of you know, we've, we've got, you know, 100,000 people a week signing up for, for GreenPow and, and like figuring out. Okay, well, well, why is it that 30 percent of the time they 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 arrive to the quotes page, but they don't complete the process? What are we doing? What are we doing wrong there? Studying that, trying to figure out how do we how do we fix that problem and analyzing the data? I hate I hate doing that. But I got a I've got a lady that works for me that makes seven hundred and fifty dollars an hour and I can only afford her like two hours a week for this job. But when she's getting ready to report to me every Monday at 11 o'clock, I better have my stuff together for that meeting because that's a $1,500 meeting. I better have looked at the stuff. I better have poured over the stuff. I better have requested the, the data from the different nooks and crannies of our system. So I'm ready. So that's, that's, that's a, that's a habit, a process, a routine that I've set up. That's costing me money. That's keeping me in line to do the things I don't want to do,
0: man. That's another good one right there. You know, where it costs you money. So you understand that <laughs> I've noticed that for me, yeah. the more that I'm paying for these courses. So for me, it was learning video editing, I paid 450 bucks for a course. And it was something I didn't want to do. I just did it. And then I was like, I'm going to learn it. I learned it pretty effectively, but it was funny. because It was like, Man, you know, initially it was like, dude, I spent this much. Oh my God, I need to do this. And it was like continually doing it over and over. Same thing with the podcast course, you know, learning everything, building my own, now building my own business. It was funny because it was like, you have to take the action in order to do it, but you also need to be able to just immerse yourself in that. So when you guys were first starting Green Pal, how were you able to immerse yourself into that industry so you're able to start growing the actual business?
1: The first thing I think that I, I did just, and I don't know why I did it, but I think it's why we, we didn't give up. I made a decision early on that no matter what, at that point in my life, I was going to be working on the best idea I had, and I was going to be throwing everything I had into the best idea I had. And luckily, I'm not a terribly creative person. I don't have a lot of good ideas because I've had one good idea in 10 years. And that is, you should be able to push a button and you should be able to get this chore done for getting your lawn mowed. And it should just be that simple. And and that's it. And so- we just kept working on that. How do we okay? Well, we need to get five vendors to 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 interact with the app. Okay, let's go hustle up five or ten lawn care services. Okay, now we got to get a hundred people to try it or at least ten or twenty. All right, let's pass out some flyers and try to get some people to try this crappy thing we built. Okay, well, they're not using it because of this problem. Okay, we need to solve that. And it's like literally doing that thousands of times over and over and over again with with no real meaningful like impact to the bottom line. No, the, the bank account is not increasing. In the early days, was, was 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 hard, and the only reason we kind of stuck stuck it out was because I didn't have any other ideas. This was it, like, this was my best idea, and and uh, and so we just stuck with that, and we just kept working on it over and over again. Now there was progress, and and we we celebrated very small wins. Like in the early days, we just wanted a hundred people to use it, a hundred transactions in a week. That was our first goal. If we can just get a hundred people to use it in a week, and that took two years to get done. I knew that that was a metric that indicated success because, because if that metric was going up, then, then we were on to something. And so when we got to hundred, I thought, okay, let's get to a thousand a week. Okay. And that took another three years. And then after a thousand, I thought, okay, now let's get to 10,000. That took another year. And so then it started compounding. And like these little things we were doing in the early days, they didn't add up. They compounded. Even to this day, all little inputs that we we're, we're, were on a daily basis, our team are doing, they compound over time. And, and that's how we, Went from an idea to now, you know, a hundred thousand people as we speak using it, and, and and I think what holds up a lot of a lot of people when they're getting started on something is they don't they want to buy level one, two, and three of the video game. You know, level one of Super Mario Brothers is not very entertaining. But you got to go through that to learn how to get through level two and three and four. And so sometimes you've got to do hand-to-hand combat. You've got to, like, ground and pound your way through the first couple levels to understand how you're going to get to eventually Bowser in the game and, and beat him.
0: Man, powerful again, brother. And you hit it on the money, you know, of exactly everything that goes into it in order to build it. And I know for me as well, you know, I did a lot of free work for friends and really trying to build that credibility and rapport. And it was awesome because it's like you get to define in those moments what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Right. So I learned, you know, editing a podcast, doing it piece by piece, word by word. Took me 12 hours one day. And I realized that. I no longer want to spend 12 hours of my life focusing on one thing and then getting upset and rage quitting. And and all of a sudden, you know, putting myself in another position to go work out and decompress. I was like, hey, I need to figure out something that works. Figured something out to do it in less than 30 minutes. And all of a sudden, you know, all that (laughs) relief, that worry, I'm laughing about it. I'm on to the next thing, you know, when I'm healthier, got better there. So absolutely love what you're saying, brother. Last thing here, as I ask everybody on the show, what would you say to the previous version of yourself who's looking to align their self to your definition of success. We don't know where to start. We're just beginning.
1: Yeah. You know, me 10 years ago, I would, if I could go like doc, doc pulls up in the DeLorean and we can go back in time 10 years. I think I would tell myself to try to figure out how to, how to delegate better and quicker. And, and because in the early days we, we delegation is this weird thing because everybody tells you, Oh, you got to delegate because that's how you scale. And that's how you get stuff done. And that's how you get people better at what than, than you at certain things and that's true. What the problem is is like we all delegate. We want to delegate too quickly and and so I think a lot of times in in business, like you mentioned earlier, I I, I was doing podcast edits for free for my friends. And I think if some a lot of times you got to like get put the reps in to figure out what the hell it is you're doing and what the process and system is and what the routines are, then go to delegate. And so a lot of times people w- don't want to do the, the edit for their friend for free to even figure this stuff out. They just want to delegate day one and that always blows up in your face, at least it has for me. Every time I try to delegate something that I haven't done myself, it never works out. So so I think I would tell myself 10 years ago, it's like, okay, get in there, roll up your sleeves, learn what you got to learn, spend six months, do it yourself, and then develop, then do the hard work. It's really hard developing a, a process somebody else can follow. Because like you like I run into this problem with my with, with my with my 16 year old nephew. I'm doing yard work with him in my mom's at my mom's house, teaching him how to take care of grandma's garden. It takes me longer to teach him how to do it like she likes the garden to be kept than it would if I just did it myself. Right. But, the good, like the the valuable work is teaching him. So he learns those lessons and and he can do it himself and get that pride. Well, business is a lot like that. You know, it, 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 it's actually harder to develop the the SOP, the standard operating procedure the first time, and then get somebody to follow that, to get the outcome you want. And so that is something I ignored for, for like three years. And, and I just did it myself, everything myself, when I could have done the really hard work of developing the SOP for somebody else to do, I just didn't want to do, I was too lazy. So that is something I would like smack myself over the head with if I could go back in time.
0: Man, that hits so much because when I was my own boss, I had that mentality of everybody sucks and I can do it way better. So right. I did everything on my own. And that's why I was at work until fucking 730 every morning and would get there at 430 in the morning. And that's all my life was. And then I'd go to college and it was just like going fucking insane, working twice a day and you're injured. And it's like all these things, you know, and then it was funny because when I started my business, getting in these positions, putting myself not thinking, and it's like, like, oh yeah, you know, we have a partnership, whatever it is, I'm going to focus on this and I'm not going to work. Worry about, you know, getting clients, closing deals. That's not what I need to do. And then all of a sudden I got to close deals and I'm like, man, why can't I do the probably? Cause I haven't fucking done it in a very long time. Right. us put me in this loop to where it's like, bro, do you, do, I know how to do a sales call, but do you know how to book calls? Do you know how to run your you know marketing? And it's like, man, I haven't done that in a very long time. Like Oh, what was what what I what was I doing before? Oh, it was this, you know. So testing it out and figuring out, hey, you know, this is what we can do. And I think that's the power in it, brother. So you've been an amazing guest today, right? I appreciate you, my friend. Where can people find you if they want to keep up with you and hear more of your story?
1: Yeah. I hang out on Instagram online the most. So just Brian M. Clayton has dropped me a name there. Anybody who doesn't want to mow their yard, just go to greenpal.com and Just push a button, get it done.
0: Absolutely, brother. We'll put that in the show notes. This episode will be out pretty soon here. So thank you again, my friend. It was immense. I appreciate it. There you have it. That was Brian Clayton. If you guys want to check him out, his link's in the show notes. Thank you guys again. It's been a tremendous honor. Join our Facebook group. It's in the show notes. Subscribe to the newsletter in the show notes if you really want to fucking win and learn how you can be able to dominate at elite level while continuously recalibrating your mindset to shape any form of goals, ambitions, levels you're at, you're always going to need to rework on that mindset and focus on, hey, how do I get to that next level? I've got my story, you got yours. I've dropped blood, sweat, and tears on the floor. then look the devil right in the eyes and told him I want more. When it's time to walk through Hell's Kitchen, I ain't afraid to lace my boots back up. Been there and back a couple times, but I made it through that stuff. I realized if you want to win, you got to recalibrate your mindset. Before there's no time left